Hey everybody, Scott here, and welcome to a special commentary track episode of the Lifers Podcast. If you happen to catch our Christmas episode where we watch It's a Wonderful Life, you'll know what to expect. We watched a beloved classic, or in this case, a quote-unquote beloved classic, and you at home sync up your copy of this classic with us. Don't worry, we'll tell you when to press play. And then we provide a DVD slash MST3K style commentary track to go along with your at-home watching experience. Now, if you follow this podcast at all, you may know that Gabe is, for some reason, I'm guessing Michelle Pfeiffer, a huge fan of Grease 2. So since Ben and I are constantly talking about movies that we love that Gabe doesn't give two shits about... We figured we'd do a movie that Gabe loves and that Ben and I do not know shit about at all. And so in the interest of providing some context and Grease 2 history, as well as providing Gabe with a much-needed ally, we asked our friend and former member of the Onions AV Club, Gwen Inot, to come on and help us out. You may remember her from being on this show in April, but Gwen has become something of an authority on Grease 2. And she maintains that it's better than the original. So crack open a few of whatever you're drinking and let's all go back to school. Because we're watching Grease 2. Gabe Rodriguez and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. Gwen, have you ever, uh, have you ever done a commentary for a movie before? Um, no, not like this. Not like a, um, you know mystery science theater type of thing uh-huh. my oh is that what we're movie, doing so um, <laughs> this is your favorite movie one of my favorite movies for sure uh, gabe, possible gabe looks so disappointed in me no no no, no. gabe this you're supposed to be the other movies. fan of it yeah thank this you. is one of my favorite movies no, i think that's how we got drafted into this <laughs> yes yeah. so it's it's grease 2's 40th anniversary this year uh and gwen is a a bit of a uh, you're famous for being a defender of this movie, one of its biggest fans. And USA Today did something not too long ago, and you you were you f- figured predominantly. They called it, me up as like uh-huh. it's like I'm a sex expert, but the the sex part is Grease Two. I'm a Grease Two part. Right. I've written right. like numerous articles of defending the movie. I've read a, I wrote a whole article about just cool writer on itself. And so when this guy was writing about um, the anniversary for USA Today, he called me up and I'm like, let me tell you why, you know, this is, <laughs> I love, I love, love, love this movie. So well, before we get, before we get started, that that's interesting that you talk about the cool writer, writer article, because uh, doesn't the article say that Grease 2 doesn't deserve the song cool writer? 
Um, I think at that point I hadn't come to terms with my own feelings about okay. Greece Jew. I think I was hiding from myself and my Greece Jew love. And when a couple of years after that, it was Michael Showalter said somebody should write a think piece about how the young, a different generation prefers Greece too. And then June Diane Raphael from like, how did this get made? Like jumped on it. She's like, absolutely. It's much better film. And, um, and then there was just this avalanche and then every work is like, well, you could write that think piece. I'm not yeah. technically the younger generation, but, but I did. And the more I thought about it, no, I do like it better. Oh, and I, a caveat before we get into all this, I just want to say that there will be no slamming of Olivia Newton-John on my watch. I will no. not. She is now a saint looking yeah. over all of us. She's perfect. Um, even though I don't agree with Sandy's choices at the end of the film, I'm probably still going to be Sandy for my annual dead celebrity Halloween party this year, but, right. um, no, we're big fans over here too. Oh, so. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to slag her. I don't want to say like your movie sucks. This movie's better because she's perfect. But, um, but I do like the feminist slant that Greece too. like the more I thought about it, like, you know what? I like that so much better that that Stephanie Zanoni had these two guys falling over and she was changing for no one. Well, here, here's what I need to reveal though. I've oh, never Jesus. seen, I've never seen Greece in its entirety, the original movie. Oh, I never okay. sat down and watched it. So I'm probably one of the few people that love Greece too, but have never seen Greece oh. one in its, you know, for real. Well, I was hoping that we could, why don't we each do a, a really quick history? What's okay. our, what is our personal histories with Greece and Greece too? Scott okay. Lucas. Go ahead, Scott. Well, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't like musicals from the seventies. I love musicals. Uh, but as far as the seventies and the eighties go, they're pretty terrible. And the, the movies that Alan Carr and Stigwood were making for Paramount, you know, Greece, this Xanadu, Can't the stop only the thing that, Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that to me is a great work of art is Saturday Night Fever. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I just, it's just never my kind of movie. My cousins loved it. It's just never anything. So I've, you know, I would never have watched Grease 2 ever because I'm not a fan of Grease. I loved Grease, the movie. I never, I grew up in New York, but I didn't see it on Broadway. Uh, but when the movie came out, it, to me, it just seemed like an extension of, of Happy Days, which we were all obsessed over in mm -hmm. 78. Um, and it was just more of the same, but with music. And I thought the songs were great. And by the fourth time I'd seen it, it had turned into like an unofficial sing-along in theaters where all the kids were just singing along to every song. And it was like probably like six months into its run. But by the time Grease 2 came around, I was like, I'm out. Like I was then too old and I wasn't interested. And I had, you know, sequels in the late 70s and early 80s were not like a thing to look forward to. I'd already mm -hmm. gone through like Jaws two and Poltergeist two. Or right, there's still not. Hollow, Halloween mm -hmm. two. And... But Gabe, you were the right age. Did it come out eighty two? Is Greece two in eighty two? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's when my grandparents got cable. We went over there for a summer. I spent the summer over there. Sure. And all the movies, you know, Zapped, <clears throat> Greece two, Superman two, mm. all these great movies. Superman two, you know, we're gonna do that later. But. <laughs> uh, Anything from 82, when I first got cable, what was I, 11 years old? Yes, I'm all in. <laughs> okay. Sure, that makes sense. I had friends who had cable. I didn't have cable, 
But I did have friends who had cable who were total grease too. There were a whole list of movies that they watched endlessly on HBO mm-hmm. um, and, and became their favorites. And I was, it was lost on me because I was still going to movie theaters and didn't understand anything about watching HBO. Yeah, I think we're going to learn a lot about Gabe Rodriguez tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, um, mine was that I was 12 when Grease came out. I mean, it's like perfect age to just absorb oh. all of that. I loved it so much. Oh, and back when I was a kid, like you didn't have a VCR. It makes me sound so old, but you know. So I bought like, the, I would buy the novelizations of movies. So I had the mm-hmm. novelization of Grease, which was kind of, I think more toward like this, the stage version that was written by the two guys at Taft High School, like in Chicago. It all a happened. novelization of a musical? That is so weird. Oh my gosh. I read the novelization of Star Wars over and over because I couldn't wait to see it again. Like. And so I had the novel of Grease, and it was really more about, like, the stage show. And then, yeah, like you guys are saying, Grease 2 was on HBO on, like, a near-constant loop. And my yeah. brother and I watched it. I think that's why I got more into it, too. Like, part of my like, – it's in my DNA. Like, I – you know, Grease wasn't on all the time. Grease 2 was on all the freaking time. All right, here we go. Okay, Ben, you count it down. Three, two, one, hit start. Okay. Ah, the Paramount logo. I already a have Gulf a and Western club. <clears throat> Go ahead. What's your comment? Ahead, there, there's the one of the teachers or custodian or whatever she is, the, the red haired lady that has the funky voice. Yeah. She's also in Zapped. Dodie Goodman? The one with that weird voice. I think she's in Zapped. Wow. I mean, right off the bat, it just it reminds me of. Rock and Roll High School. Love it. Which I, I suppose isn't a bad thing, but they spent a lot of money on this movie, right? <laughs> well, that's the thing about sequels is they were always, in those days, looking to spend a lot less and figure they could make the same money because it was already a known entity. Well, that's why they hired unknowns like Maxwell Caulfield and Michelle Pfeiffer. Here it comes. Now this is, is this the Four Tops singing this song? Yeah. It sounds like the band in uh, Adventures in Babysitting. On the soundtrack album, it's the Four Tops, but I wasn't sure if that was the same as the movie version. Okay, the reason why the dance numbers are also over the top in this movie is that it's directed by Patricia Birch, who was the choreographer for Grease One. This is the only movie she ever directed. Right. She's like one and done. But I like, I love how like, it's like a freaking Busby Berkeley musical. Like there's so many people, there's so many moving parts. Well, hold on now. Now Busby Berkeley's God in this house. So. <laughs> All right, Busby Berkeley-esque or one. Right, so she, she's right there, Michelle Pfeiffer, right, right from the jump. Yeah, she's hot. Gabe, was this the first time you'd ever seen Michelle? Is this, is this Michelle Pfeiffer's debut? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Okay. No. No, because she was in this movie called Hollywood Nights with Hollywood Tony Danza. Oh yeah. Right. Free nose job. She had a significant nose job. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sad oh. to hear that. I oh, we all have. That. Come on. I didn't, I didn't That's know. like hearing about Jimmy Stewart's hairpiece. Yes. His herpes? Herpes? <laughs> herpes? You have herpes? <laughs> Child comes down with a baby disease. 
I mean, this is good timing. Back to school. Okay, the guy in the white sweater, Olivia Newton-John's husband. Wow. wow. Matt Lazenry or whatever. This How guy. did they get him and they couldn't get her? Were they married at the time? No. They got married. He was also on Xanadu. He was like a dancer. Um, so I think they met on this because she was like, she wasn't in this movie, but, you know, she obviously knew about this movie. And then... Um, they met and fell in love on Xanadu. Connie Stevens, everyone. Connie Stevens. Eddie Fisher's, what, third wife? She's great. The Doubleman nope. twins were hired separately. They didn't realize they'd hired two of the same girl. How is it, what? How is that? Gene Siegel and Katie Siegel, they each got hired for the movie and then they showed up on set and they're like, wait, you guys are twins. And they were the Doubleman twins? They were in those yeah, commercials? Yeah, they were like, yeah, they were That's like good. famous twins. Wow. All right, here we go. Good for you, Connie. Just got a little bit of uh, call me going on here. Is this before Dance Fever or after? During. Is it? Yeah, because Dance Fever was like late 70s, right? Yeah. So, Gwen, you think uh, America missed a big opportunity with Maxwell Caulfield? Look at, look at that honey. He is, can, he is a good-looking man. Can I tell you my Didi Khan story? Yeah. This is Didi Khan. So I went, apparently I went to school, like first grade uh, in my class was this kid, Richard Bernstein, who was actually Didi Khan's younger brother. Bernstein. And Richard Bernstein brought Didi Khan in as a show and tell guest one day, but I happened to be sick. And so I missed Didi Khan the day she came and visited my class. Oh. So Michelle Pfeiffer gets second billing behind Maxwell. Apparently. Yeah, so much for the uh, yeah, pro-feminist slant stuff. of Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so is she the only one that returns from the from the original Grease? No, Eve Arden. Eve Arden. And Sid Caesar. Ooh, uh, is anybody else here not a Sid Caesar fan? I'm not. What do you have against him? I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't, I don't have, have an anything opinion for about him. him. I think Sid Caesar was always um, tainted for me by that um, my favorite year where the Sid Caesar character is a fucking raving lunatic. Oh, I didn't know that was uh, Sid Caesar. Yes. Funny. Wait, who? Who played Sid Caesar? Um, Tab Hunter. Peter O'Teal, right? No, 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 Peter, no, no. Not Peter O'Teal. No, 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 no. The guy who was the star of the show. Peter O'Toole was like a, a guest star. Oh, okay. Um... Hang on, I'll tell you in a second. These are all new T-Birds too? Uh, every one of them? Yep. Oh. Uh, yeah, Joe, Bolo- Joe Bologna was the Sid Caesar character. Oh, okay. Uh, Eugene the Nerd is back from the previous movie, which is weird because he... Totally should have graduated by now, but I think he's like the only kid. Eddie Deason? I guess. I think he just got arrested. Yes, Eddie Deason. 
Yep. Like the, on the day Olivia Newton John died. Like yeah. a good news, you know, bad, bad news for Greece fans. Wow. He's had some troubles, but he's the best part of that Spielberg movie, 1942. Ah, oh, wow. I don't like that guy either. Oh, you don't? And he's no. great in I Want to Hold Your Hand, the Beatles. America oh, story. wow. What did he get arrested for? I can't remember. I think he's just uh, a little bit unhinged. I think he got into a fight with uh, somebody at a store, like a, wait, a waiter or a server or oh, something. No. This is some good costumes. Colorful. Look at all that. I love this guy. Do it. Ooh. <laughs> That's a longer opening number than in Greece. It seems endless. And yeah, there, well, there's a lot of intros and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so the girl on the right, Rhonda, is the director's daughter, and that's the only reason why she got this part and why you've never seen her again. Hmm. This one, Sharon Maureen, was in, uh, she was in Fame. Remember the, that movie Fame? She was like yeah. a wannabe actress, so those were like her two big parts. And of course, Lorna Luff, Judy Garland's other daughter. Really? Doing a Marilyn Monroe impersonation in this movie. So what's the story, Stephanie? Yeah, what's the story? You know the story, Johnny. It's over. Yeah? Yeah? So that's Adrian Zamed? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Why don't I recognize him? His excellent acting. <laughs> Disappearing into the role. Have we talked about Christopher McDonald yet? Did I miss no. that? Not yet. Oh, is he the only crossover between this and Back to the Future? He was in Back to the Future? Yeah, isn't he Biff? No. No, that's oh. not Biff. <laughs> Is he, he, the, is like he the non crossover between this and Back to the Future? But Chris McDonald does not look like Biff. No? No. Come on. Do the lines in your head. Hey, butthead. Does, does that look like Chris McDonald? To me, yes. Yeah, this guy just, ooh, like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> Let's say every outfit Michelle Pfeiffer wears is. Straight fire in this movie. I love it. What do you think you're doing? Uh, I was just putting a few things in my locker. Well, this locker. No one touches these lockers, okay, pal? So he's supposed to be Sandy's cousin. Right. That's why he's Australian. This is a protected land. A slice of American history. Where is he really from? I think he's English. And you know he wound up um, in a long-term relationship, or I think he's married, to Juliet Mills from Nanny of the Professor. And she's like considerably older. Also Rex Manning from Empire Records. Right. Rex Manning Day. He's Rex Manning? Yeah, for sure. Gabe, have you seen Empire Records? I actually have not. So how does this make you feel, Gabe, watching this? <laughs> Like a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> Why? What is the appeal? Tell us. What's the appeal? This, this goes from one hint to another. 
in these songs, in these in this movie. It's like hit after hit. All right, so what's the first song? What's the name of the first song? Uh, I don't know. Oh, it's gonna be you mean the one that we, the one that we just that we heard? just heard, "Back to School Again." Yeah. So the first song in Greece is "Summer Nights." Are we gonna Are we gonna go song for song and say which one's better? Yeah. Summer Nights. I'm laughing at that. I can't believe I remember the melody. Freaking love Eve Arden. Wow, this has got a lot of Alan Arkush vibes. the first day so is Michael was Michael Showalter a fan of this or was he just talking about how a younger generation is a fan of it he just yeah he was just mentioning how like a lot of people liked it better and why and did you ever find out what prompted that tweet? No. But I do think that, like, it has taken on a like, kind of a cult following of people like Gabe and me who, like, watched it a million times and have just such an a, affection for it. Right. Isn't she wearing different pants a minute ago? What's going on here? Must be a different day. But, Gwen, is the hmm. cult made up entirely of people your age who were kids at the right time and saw this on HBO over and over again? Or has it has it infected a younger generation? I think it might have infected a younger generation because it's like, it's like one of those things that's like so bad it's lovable, you know? Like the dialogue is so clunky and painful. I mean, Frenchie just disappears in the middle of this movie. Like they just didn't realize what to do with her. Like they were kind of writing it as they were going. So you'll watch, she won't, she's not gonna show up after a while. <laughs> well, Didi Khan had other things to do. <laughs> you know, Didi Khan is the star of the movie You Light Up My Life, which is oh, that's right. From. Ooh, what year did that come out? Eighty? Uh, I'll check. Okay, here's here's the introduction of the bullshit Pink Lady Code. Means if you're not a T-bird, which you are not, you can look but don't touch. What is the Pink Lady Code? Was not even a part of the first movie, so that's why I say it's bullshit. But she—they're not allowed to <laughs> to, da- to date um, anyone other than a T-bird, which is just wrong. So even though Michael likes her, they can't date because it's not a T-bird. Ah. You light up my life was actually 1977, so it was barely wow. beat out for Best Picture by Annie Hall. Wait, what? That was nominated for Best no. Picture? 
Come on now. No. That song, maybe. But it was 77. Yeah, I bet the song was up for best song. Might have won, actually. Yeah, but wasn't the song... Didn't the song come first and then they made the movie of the song? No. Incorrect. Ooh, here's another holdover from the original movie, The Main Guy. He's the guy who was making out with Rizzo and had, like, the rumble. The, oh, the, the Thunder Road uh, face-off with Kaneki. Uh-huh. This is hilarious, the leather jackets and the gym shorts. Good try. That guy. That guy. <laughs> That's not the guy from Taxi. No. No. It did win Best Original Song at the Academy Awards. So there's a movie called You Light Up My Life. Starring Didi Khan. Right. But, but by the way, did you know it's written and directed by that lunatic Joe Brooks, who... Is then gotten more trouble than Eddie Deason and then committed suicide at some point. Oh no! Did he oh, star yeah. in that movie too? Uh, not in that one, but okay. there's another movie that he is the star of, as well as writing and directing, which is even worse. Huh. So who are those guys? Are those guys T-Birds too? No, they're the opposing gang, like the Scorpions or something. They look like they're forty. <laughs> well, they probably are. Travolta looked around 40 in the first one. <laughs> oh, the bowling song is next, guys. Is it oh, a that... production? No problem. <laughs> Wraparound sunglasses. Just got it going on. I mean, every time she's on screen, the movie's great. <laughs> oh, now I know why Gabe likes to this. Watch. <laughs> Gabe, are you a bowler? I don't yes. even know how to answer that without laughing. Uh, who's, who's not? But you can't walk on a lane like that without falling on your ass. I don't know whether who they're kidding. Have you ever tried, Gabe? If you go past that line, you'll you'll trip and slip because there's oil on the lane. It's like walking on uh -huh. glass. But have you done it? Have you done it? No, uh, but he a, he's he's bowled a perfect game, or two, or three. How many how many perfect games have you bowled? Uh, fourteen. What? You bowled 14 perfect wow. games. Wow. Yes, it's documented. That's impressive. And, re and verified. By who? I bowled Guinness? two perfect games in a row. Back to back. Has anybody ever done that? Yes, easily. But it's not hard. It's not easy to do. But I did. First game was 300. Second game was 300. Dang. What year was that? Uh, it was about three years ago. What? I oh, wow. I got video. Wow. Ther therapy for her disease? Nymphoid mania. No. Oh. She has her own ball. Look at that. Look at that ball. Straight. Yes, that's what it is. Good thing we have Gabe here. <laughs> He's good with the subtleties of bowling. There it comes. Does anybody know if that's Adrian Zemed singing? Oh, for sure. He was Danny Zuko on Broadway in the 70s. What else has Adrian Zemed been in? Like Dance Fever, I swear. All right, so Pamela Adlon at the front, the little girl, the voice of Bobby on King of the Hill. Oh, really? 
She's a big voiceover artist, yeah. And she just wrote her own sitcom called Better Things, where she's like a divorced mom. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, it's good. She's great. So she kind of grew up out of this as a child actor to be pretty formidable. Right. Adrian Zemed was a regular on TJ Hooker. Oh, that's right. Good call. Look at all the matching outfits. Yeah, good costumes. Actually, when I was at AV Club, we got a press release that somebody actually released the Stephanie Zanoni bowling shirt. And I totally wanted one, and I should have ordered it. I can't be the only one that gets a song stuck in his head. Like, I wake up in the morning out of nowhere, and I just start thinking. <laughs> you might be. You know. I mean, I like the choreography, but the... Oh, here you go. <laughs> Sing along, Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> this song seems more right than the last, the opening number. The opening number honestly sounded like one of the songs that was in Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> it's a good pre-chorus. But, I mean, the lyrics here are the worst. Yeah. As a fan, I can say that. Yeah, these, but I these mean, songs is it are any worse than going back to high school? We're going to high school again? Yeah. What was the chorus of that first song? Summer Nights, it was not. These songs are not written by the original songwriting team from the no. Broadway Greece, right? No, Louis St. Louis. Oh, but he's the best. That name's got to be fake, right? Was that a modulation in there? <laughs> does this song no, I don't have think a, it was a modulation. Does this have a coda chorus, Gabe? Listen, there's a, I heard a song the other day that had like four modulations at the end. You'll never guess what it was. Yes, I will. Elvira. Oh, yeah. Wow. I oh, couldn't look, believe it. They kept going. Gabe going. was right. The guy got out and fell on his slipped. ass. He fell on yeah, his yeah. ass? Yeah. Yeah, this director was all about the choreography. Yes. All about these major dance moves. You can see where the money... I mean, this looks like... I can see the money in this sequence that I couldn't see in the first sequence. Fine. Do you want to say hi? Yeah, we'll say hi. All right. Throw me dessert. You're just jealous because you're not watching this movie. No, I... He's a a Grease one completist. Oh, yeah? Right on. Oh, no. <laughs> can dance with a bowling ball. How can you even do that? As a prop. Who's the Cindy Williams look like? Cindy Williams. This is the Coda Chorus. This is a denouement. Well, that one was delightful. What, what, what would be the analog song to that song in the first one? Mm, I think Summer Lovin', honestly. It's like the early one with both boys and girls try to get you in the theme of the thing, get you pumped no, I, up. I th- is that the Tell Me? What's the Tell Me More song? Is that Summer I thought Lovin'? Summer Lovin' was the first number. No, that's Grease. Oh, Grease. Yeah, but that's... Oh, it is a credit sequence. Okay. I get it. Right here, Johnny. 
I never understood. Is he with her or is he with... In the beginning. I, I don't know. Well, they broke up and she wants him, but he's still planning for Stephanie. That's the best average. I see what's... <laughs> These bowling. Oh, <laughs> I ain't no one's trophy goose. Ooh. She ain't no one's trophy. So that's the way it's gonna be now, huh, Miss Independent? Yeah, independent. I kiss who I want, when I want. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I could kiss the next guy who walks through that door if I want. Yeah? What are the odds? Be my guest. <laughs> So how different was Michelle Pfeiffer's nose before this movie? Wider. Hmm. Pretty good nose job. I never realized it was a nose job. Yeah, now I can't stop thinking about it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just put Jimmy Stewart's hairpiece over it and you'll be all right. Well, you got to do that. Every time I forget, <laughs> you bring it up. So didn't that one guy, wasn't that one guy on 30-something? Yeah. He played the guy who got AIDS, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep, exactly. Wait, I'm just looking at his name. Peter Frechette. Peter, uh, Peter Frechette, yes. Yeah, he was one of the first people ever to, I think it was the first time that two men were shown in bed on TV. That's right. Because he was having an affair with Russell on 30-something. Uh, married a man who is a, a, a prominent TV director and still stayed in the business. Some jerks call me Woodchuck or Upchuck, but I prefer Dolores. It was a big deal. They had like a little warning before the episode. Yeah, no, he's part of TV D history. America, you're going to see some gay stuff. Here it comes. Who's this little girl? She the one she's, who's the director's daughter? No. No, she's no. Pamela Adlon. She's the voice of Bobby. Oh right, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. She was uh she's like she was on that Louis C.K. She has her own show, right? Mm -hmm. Good good life, good better good, things. Better things, better things. Deja vu, man. I'm sorry. That went totally over my head. I was freaking out over something else. Oh, I don't need a babysitter. Okay. Why don't you think of it as a date? Okay. Well, why didn't you say so in the first place? Come on. You know, when I'm in the 12th grade, I know I'm going to be the head Those two are very Neapolitan together. <laughs> They'll be the best. Lots of pastels in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm feeling better about this movie now that I realize Pamela Adlin's in it. Hmm. At the age of 12 or something. Was this her debut? I'm not sure. Cab Hunter. Nice. Ben, did you get uh, polyester in your uh, Criterion Hall? No, not yet. It comes with the sniff cards. Does it? That's nice. Yeah. They all smell the same. We showed it at the festival a couple years ago with the sniff cards. Yeah. Connie Stevens. Does she have a nose? Does she have a nose job too? Not that I know of. But I love that she married Eddie Fisher after Elizabeth Taylor did, and so she had Jolie Fisher, who then was Carrie Fisher's sister. 
Right. She kind of looks like uh, Debbie Reynolds, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. Definitely has uh, a type. Creepy. Creepy Eddie Fisher. <laughs> the oh, the courtship of show. Eddie Fisher. <laughs> There's so many. So what year was polyester? Was that like, had, was this the same year as oh, this? Or was it like 78 or something? No, it was like the 80s, but it might have been 81 or even 82. Are you looking it up then? 81. 81, wow. Oh. He's pretty good in that movie. Is this the one that freaks you out, Gabe? That woman? No, but she, she was in Zapped. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, Eve Arden was in Zapped? Well, I just picture her in Zapped for some reason. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up for sure. But That's I Gabe's think. second favorite movie. Oh, my gosh. She pl- I think she plays Biff in Back to the Future. Who's this guy in the right here? That guy <laughs> in the brown shirt. Uh, Christopher McDonald. You know who he looks like? You can bleep this out if you'd like. He looks like Jaybird. <laughs> <laughs> At least she didn't say Max. I thought so. I thought that's what you're gonna say. <laughs> okay, so here's Olivia Newton-John's husband in the middle here. He's Brad. That's not a good song. Tab Hunter's good in a good western from 1958 called Gunman's Walk. You ever see that one, Scott? No. Check it out sometime. So the beauty of Greece is that it brought together like those old stars from like the Sid Caesar, Eve Arden for like so the parents would go, but then like yeah. the young hot stars for the kids. Kind of like what right. Lovebo used to do, you know? They'd throw so, in like a Ginger Rogers and then a Christy McNichol, like just cover all your bases. A lot of these teen sex comedies, which I'm not saying these two movies are really a part of, had also had those old school sort of vaudevillian people shoved in there for some reason. There's that uh, Skate Town USA has got like some really old school comedians, like Borscht comedians in it. Chris McDonald was in Thelma and Louise. Oh, uh, he was the, was the husband, right? The bad right. husband? Yeah. And I always remember him from Requiem for a Dream. Oh, man. They had no idea that they were casting those people. Or that they, they didn't know. Wait. Are they twins? I, I, you're freaking me out, Gwen. Well, That's the same twins. And they didn't know that they were cast. They both were cast separately, but the people behind the scenes didn't know, realize that they'd cast twins, and they showed up, and they're uh, like, oh, cool, you're twins. Uh-huh. So we'll put you together. Okay, I did a lot of research on IMDb for this, so, you know. 
gives you an idea of what was going on behind the scenes on this production. I do not see Eve Arden is not listed in the cast of Zapped. I'm sorry. In fact, this movie is her last screen credit. Aww. Really? What a way to go out. She was great. She was like, um, you know, always like a supporting player in like movies like Mildred Pierce or. Oh, God, um, Mildred Pierce is such a great movie. She's the one who says, um, I think like lions have it right. They eat their young because Joan Crawford's daughter was such a bitch to her all the time. And she heard this like muscle bound guy like had this really great family, like long standing marriage. Oh, she did uh, Armis Brooks on TV and radio forever. Like she's just awesome. Did she do any other TV shows? Because I always remember, and Eve Arden. She did a lot of TV. She had something called the Eve Arden Show from 57 to 58. And I think the Mothers-in-Law or something like that. Yeah. Oh, Cool Riders coming, you guys. She was in My Three Sons. She was in Bewitched. So even before you knew that you loved this movie, you knew that you loved Cool Rider. Who, me? Yeah. yeah, I think Cool Rider was probably like my entryway, you know, mm-hmm. was my it's gateway, gateway drug, drug. Yeah. to Jinx right. to degrees to Has anybody seen this movie in a theater? I never have. No. I mean, anywhere in the world has anybody ever seen this movie? <laughs> uh-huh. it, okay, here's the deal. It premiered the same weekend as E.T. E- yes. So they thought it was going to be like a big deal, and then it kind of wasn't. Honest. I will stop talking. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're take <laughs> has anyone ever been more attractive? No. <laughs> Do you think this is the height of uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's attractiveness? Give or take a Baker Boys. Yeah, probably. Ooh, Baker Boys is good. What I, about I, Scarface? I got to I, I gotta, I, I gotta uh, nominate Wolf. No. Oh. When, she gets to the, when she gets to the top of the ladder, forget it. Oh. <laughs> about what lies beneath. I was, oh. um, I was looking at the comments for my piece on this before, and everyone's like, I've never wanted to be a stepladder so badly, which you all are going to understand. But do we think that this is Michelle's hair? Why do, why do you do this? <laughs> I do. It's probably teased a little bit. I don't know. It looks There's a little... almost a De Palma vibe going on with this bit. Yeah, this is Carrie, Carrie too. Yeah. He's got to ditch that sweater. That sweater's lame. I, I think he's. I think he might be a drip, Gwen. I, I I don't see anything coming off this guy yet. But they have such good chemistry. That's what I love about it. Do they? I, I feel like they do. Did you not see when he gave her the book? What's <laughs> going on there? Here we go. Look at this. Be the stepladder. <laughs> Ooh. She 
She's straddling that ladder like this movie straddles the styles of the 70s and the 80s. Do we know who sings this for real? It's her. Mostly her. I think it's Susie Quattro. Wish. Oh man, I got to talk to Susie Quattro. It Five times. Went, went gangbusters. I did like a, a re- interview with her. It was she was amazing. Yeah. What'd you talk about? Um, she had like a new album coming out. Oh my god. Well, probably for another time. But uh, the time she shot uh, Alice Cooper with a BB BB gun accidentally. What? Um, They had a, he, well, she was a Detroit, Detroit girl and he's from Detroit. So he had Susie Quattro open up and they were having like, they were like touring, they were bored, they're in the hotel room and I'm not sure it was a BB gun. Maybe it was a Nerf gun, but uh-huh. they're having a, uh, some kind of battle. And she, and she said he was hiding behind the TV, but his nose stuck out. So she shot him and then he had to wear a Susie Quattro t-shirt the next night on stage. You know, you're Wait, her song is still going, right? And and they've checked out? Yeah, she's just walking along, like, singing still. And they're like, that's odd. It's kind of cool that they do, like, the visual equivalent of the fade out of the song. She just, like, disappears (laughs) into the frame. Mm -hmm. There could be a whole different movie where she's still going. Yeah. She is still going. She's still going. (laughs) Can you hear it? Yeah. (laughs) It might come back. It it might not be over. I got a rep to protect. Yeah, Peter Frechette has a rep. Okay. Wow. Calligraphy. Uh, Caligula. Oh, this is no good. What's this? Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh! Well, he has like a bomb shelter or something. He's doing his homework in a bomb shelter? So is is that why he's writing about the fall of Rome? Because he's obsessed with. He's right. He's he's writing. He's getting paid to write papers for people. Oh, I see. Trying to get money to make get a motorcycle to make Michelle, Michelle love him. Is that what Fisher Stevens did? <laughs> His sister lives on my block, Tracy Fisher. And says that when their grandmother died, they were Fisher Stevens was dating Michelle Pfeiffer, and he brought Michelle Pfeiffer to the funeral. And uh, it's all anybody talked about, understandably. <laughs> Overshadowed at your own funeral. By Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, then you're like, you're kind of like, eh, I get it. Yeah. These are all deleted scenes. I don't remember any of this. Gabe, do you? Does this seem like new stuff? The bum shelter doesn't sound familiar, except for when later but on. The bad song. Yeah. Yeah. Is there extra footage in this one that we're watching? Not that I'm aware of. Where are you getting this tra- transfer from? Uh, I don't know. On Wikipedia, just... <laughs> it says the extra scenes have never been shown. This is 115 minutes, which, which is the official running time of the movie. Nobody. So. Don't 115 minutes? Yeah, an hour and 54 minutes. <clears throat> this is PG, right? Yeah. That's very nice. Nice penmanship. Are they in jail? <laughs> Maybe you didn't see it on HBO. You saw it on airplanes where they had to cut it to fit the flight. Ooh, yay. <laughs> this is a great song. I will stand for this song. Right, Gabe? 
There's not a bad song on here. Oh, stop it, Gabe. Come on now. Is this reproduction? Yeah, it is. What's with the Zoom? What the hell? <laughs> Patty Birch was trying out all kinds of tricks. She knew <laughs> yeah. it might be her only shot. Is that Norm? <laughs> it looks like a baby Norm. Yeah. Mr. Demucci. I, I can see that we're not getting very far. I got the same problem. <laughs> Tab Hunter's giving off a whole Adam West vibe. Oh. Adam <laughs> Connie, Steve this role. Connie Stevens is back. Shh, shh, yeah. Shh. Turn the lights down. Start the Page one. Open your book. He is giving off an Adam West vibe. <laughs> I mean, if this was after Hairspray, I mean, not Hairspray, Polyester, because he was already embracing his... Kitch vibe? Yes. No singer, though. Huh? It's a hard song to sing. <laughs> it's just one note. It's hard to listen to. This <laughs> way. Turns its life into a circus of debauchery. Now you see just how the stamen gets its lusty <laughs> dust on through the stigma. Gabe, you don't wake up singing this song? Why this frenzy called this quest. Now I'm getting a little shop of horrors vibe. I always did on this part. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's very good. You saying Maiden can do a good cover of this? Make my what? Stamen. Stamen. Das Stamen. Next chapter. Now, in an abstract way, the same thing applies to the reproductive organs of the more complex life forms. But we are now dealing with sexual response. Are there any questions before we begin reading? Is it possible the female member of some sex on a... Who says response? Speaking of where you put the accent syllable. Negative. When a warm-blooded mammal in a tight little sweater starts pulling that stuff, she's saying that she wants to do it. Oh, it by me. Cause they change the tune when you got them in the backseat. With his heart beating fast. They make it sound like a truck been gross. Yeah. Oh my god, the pelvis is in this movie. <laughs> the tight pants. Oh, I think I'm gonna throw up. 
depiction of teenage sexuality yeah. on like either side. I freaking love this song. In your 70s musical thing, does that include hair? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I just don't... You, you talked about Zooms earlier. It seems like all musicals in the 70s have Zooms. I'm not a fan of mm. Zooms. Uh, I guess I have a strange fascination with Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, well, because you're a human with feelings. Weird than a heart. <laughs> Have you seen Peter Bogdanovich's At Long Last Love? I never uh, have. I yeah. finally did this summer. It's actually pretty great. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Scott, didn't you play in that in high school? No, that was Godspell. Okay, I get You're that. You're in Godspell? Yes. Wow. <laughs> so my mom was, well, I was Catholic, raised Catholic, and, um, when my mom didn't have the energy to take my brother and me to church on Sundays, she would play the entire double album of Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh-huh. So that's another one that I'm like, you know, when Greg Julie did a cover, I'm like, yes, I totally get this. And uh, I made the kids go to um, when it was downtown. I think it was at the uh, opera house. I'm like, we're all going. I'm like, this is boring. I'm like, it's the crucifixion. It's like the opposite of boring. <laughs> I love that one. What was the Mr. Show bit that they did on? Uh, Jeepers Creepers Semi Star or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the scene either. I swear, this is just like an added bonus movie. There's no way. Do you know who the who played Jesus in the movie version of Godspell? Um, or Jesus Christ Superstar. Adrian Zemed. Godspell, mm-hmm. not not Jesus Christ Superstar. Godspell. Okay. All right. It was Victor Garber of Alias, Sydney Bristow's. Oh, wow. He has the love of Stephanie propelling him forward. Some great pratfalls. sad to still be wearing your high school girl gang jacket as an adult but well, wasn't she in school yeah i think she's back in high school which is oh, I I guess, even sadder she was a... <laughs> oh i thought she was the chemistry teacher but i guess i missed it 
I think, you know, because she was a beauty school dropout, so I think she, she was returned. a dropout. Yeah. It's only supposed to be two years after the events of Greece. Uh. Were they going to call us more Greece? Yes. Son of Greece. Son of Greece. Oh, they were. No, I know, I know. He also wound up on like Dynasty or one of those shows. He was a Carrington. So she's going to teach him to ride the bike? Who? Just wait. Just you wait. She's going to teach him how to straddle a ladder. <laughs> She's a Karen. The prep tones. Yeah, Levine and Sean's husband is all over this movie. These are my boys. Look, good, clean, cut American. This kind of freaked me out here because they're singing the Jason song. Ah. Uh. <laughs> From that great sequel. Another very underrated sequel. Ben? Are you talking about Halloween 2? Yeah. But he said Jason. I couldn't understand what that meant. Why, why, why did I say Jason? Halloween. He meant, he, I know what it, I, and you see, knew. You knew what I was talking about. I knew I what you were talking about. <laughs> we're buddies. They're all the same to me. Oh, this is a good song. This is like the Grease Lightning equivalent. Okay. Now you're playing the game. But this is a... They are not the same game. <laughs> oh shoot, I guess they get better at the actual show Yeah, so the only one of these guys who didn't go on to have any more of a career Is that Sean Astin looking kid in the, the Daisy left. Yeah. Sean Astin kid, oh my god That guy bugs me too <laughs> You know who I miss? Chris Makepeace Ah, oh, from my bodyguard? Yeah. I freaking love that movie. I wanted my kids to go to Lakeview High School. Because I'm like, it's my bodyguard high school. It's a good movie. They didn't they didn't fall for it. Gwen, what do you think's a better movie? Midnight Run or My Cousin Vinny? <laughs> my cousin Vinny kinda has the uh the entertainment faction, you know, like kind of you just get caught up in it. Hmm. Are you suggesting that Midnight Run isn't entertaining? <laughs> it's just more disturbing to me. Midnight Run is disturbing? Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Midnight Express. Sorry. Um... <laughs> Hang on. Let's go back to Chris Makepeace for a second. Okay, go on. Uh, my Bodyguard or Meatballs? My Bodyguard. My Bodyguard. So good. I'm a, I'm a Meatballs guy. Perfect movie. You're a meatball. Mm. Yeah, this is creepy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it would be great if Michael Myers came into this scene and killed these fuckers. <laughs> My bodyguard has like baby Joan Cusack, Matt Dillon, Jennifer yeah, Martin Mull. 
Oh, he's the dad, right? Ruth Gordon. I mean, it's just a- Adam Baldwin. The the oh, geography yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. That he like lives at right. like you know the Ambassador East and bikes to Lakeview High School, and then they hang out at the Lincoln Park Lagoon. But I love, I love all of it. And when I grew, when I was watching as a kid, I'm like, I want to, I want kids to grow up in the city, and that's what my kids are doing now. So the system works. Uh, definitely John one of and- Matt Dillon's best, best roles. Oh, so good. John and Joan Cusack's father is in My Bodyguard. Oh, really? As what? Uh, he, I think he plays a, he might be the principal of the school. Oh, wow. Attending. Um, but John Cusack, when confronted with that information recently, seemed to not realize that that was. Tracking shot, look at this. Nope. I bet. We're going to go for it. <laughs> like a, somebody bumped into the camera. I was so ready. I was like, this is going to be elegant. Well, now here's a tracking shot. Yeah, but. The plot of this movie just kind of goes completely awry. You say there's a plot? But, uh, <laughs> right? Good luck finding it. There's a talent show, I guess. Oh, there's this, this guy. guy. Muto. Hey, where is that rat face? You looking for a rat face mouth bird? Oh. Oh, who who could that be, you guys? That was a mystery man. I have no idea. No, right? The head. So at this point, we're not supposed to know who it is. No, he is a total mystery. I see. I'm gonna posit something right now. This is a big thing here. What are you gonna pause? I want to say that Greece Two is to Greece as Streets of Fire is to the Warriors. You know what? I was Ooh. just thinking about Streets of Fire. Interesting. And this has some stuff in common with Streets of Fire. It sure does. This this is the song that my wife sings to my kids. <laughs> I love it. I mean, that the song is named Who's That Guy implies that nobody knows who he is. It's Tom Cruise. Yeah, it looks a little like Tom Cruise, right? Wasn't Tom Cruise supposed to be in this? Tom Cruise wanted to be the Adrian Zemed part, but they said he was too short and too young. (laughs) Well... One of those things is still true. Mm-hmm. Stephanie is just overcome with herself. They just fall over. They can't even fight against him. I was going to say the same thing. I always do. <laughs> Look at that. Look at the line. Oh, 
It's Tom Cruise. Speaking of who's that guy, it's uh, who's that girl's birthday today. The Madonna movie? No, it's her birthday. Mm. Right? That's a good shot. Yeah. I like that we're rooting for her, like, in her only outing. Yeah. Warriors also totally holds up. Freaking love that movie. Pretty cool stuff. Not the new cut, though. Where it oh, makes no. it look like a comic book. Oh, we have like an old uh, VHS. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We bowl. All right. Yes, back to bowling. Sure, bowl. I'll catch up with you guys in a few minutes, okay? Hey, what's eating you? Nothing. Lust. You might not be liking a guy who isn't a T-bird, man. You can only date one of these four guys. <laughs> Their cup runneth over. Well, it doesn't mean that you gotta go steady with Johnny. In fact, I think it's better for the both of you that it's over. Yeah, but the code does say that we're T-bird chicks. At least till grand. Let's go, Lewis. Yeah, well, maybe I'm tired of being someone's chick. Tired of being... See? This is why she's great. Okay? Yo, Ritter. Yo, Goose. Hmm. This code is... What would you call it? A deus ex codis? Like what's she supposed to do? Go out with this short guy? Forget it. That's, that's what I say. Right, Gabe? What? Stephanie Zanoni? Davy? Forget it. Mystery man. So, Gwen, was this a, uh, a uh, slumber party movie <laughs> for you? Probably. I honestly just remember watching it with my brother a lot. Like, we just thought it was the greatest, funniest thing. There's there's a flirting scene coming coming up with Stephanie and Michael that is like Howard Hawks esque like Ooh. I just loved it. First she's throwing around Buzzy Berkeley, now she's throwing around Howard <laughs> Hawks. Oh my Ooh. god! Look at that. I almost feel bad for Adrian Zamed now. Jump in a police car. This Australian dude, when he's dressed up like Tom Cruise, he kind of looks like Robert Blake in that electric glide in blue. He looks like that motorcycle cop. Look, there's some real pathos in his performance here. Look at him. He yeah. realizes he's losing her. The med is underrated. Okay, so let's figure out, is she a, te is a, she a teacher or a student? Where is she? I think she's, she's a, a student. I think she's back to, like, get her, like, diploma so she can open up a beauty school, right? We should have been paying more attention at the beginning. The arc of Frenchie. 
Is he doing an Australian accent or just in his regular English accent? I think it's supposed to be. They said he was from England. Oh, okay. And was Sandy supposed to be from England? Australia, but they're cousins. Okay. You know, all those accents sound the same. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think you should be smoking around all those flammable liquids. <laughs> Speaking of smoking. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what other movies are 40 this year? Poltergeist? Yes. The Thing? Mm-hmm. Superman 2. No, that was 81. Was it? Pretty sure. The Wall. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Ooh. World According to Garp. Oh. Good one. Here's one of my favorite movies. The Verdict is 40 years old. Ah. As you mentioned, E.T. 48 Hours. Ooh, wow. That's what Walter Hill was doing. Officer and a Gentleman. Blade Runner. Here's, yes. a, here's my favorite, Halloween 3. Three. Now, did Road Warrior come out in the States in 82? I believe it come out in the States in 81. So. I believe it was 80. It might have been 81. I thought it was 82. No, it's m- released in 81, but I don't know if it was released here in 81. King Zapped. of Comedy. Zapped. Zapped. King, King of Comedy. Comedy. I thought that was 83. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Sophie's this is, Choice. This is terrible, and I apologize in advance for this scene. <laughs> so it's Peter Frechette who does this scene, huh? Yeah, that Casanova. Yeah. We're not holding you responsible for any of this, Gwen. Don't worry about it. I don't know. I feel like I got to fall into this somehow. Uh, First Blood from 82. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's not a bad one. Tootsie. I was gonna ask if Tootsie. Dustin Hoffman's such a dick, though. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) So, like, Tootsie and E.T. were the big hits of that year. Cat People. Officer and a Gentleman. Cat People was not a hit. Diner. That's a good one. (gasps) Oh my God. Diner. Diner Diner is my movie. Like of my formative years, like probably why I talk so much. Diner. Yeah, it's terrific. I made the kids watch it. I think they were thirteen, and uh, my son was like, "It's like nothing happened in it, but I really liked it." And I'm like, "You get it. Like that's absolutely <laughs> it." All right, here are the top four grossing movies of 1982. Number one, E.T. Number two, Rocky Three. Oh. You read the novel again. Yeah, uh, it was Rocky Two was the, was the novel. So it, it works for all the Rockies. Um, number three, I don't think anyone would guess. Number three grossing movie of 1982 was On Golden Pond. Oh, wow. right. Oh my god. That's a movie nobody talks about anymore. Or I remember reading a movie review of that Mark movie. Mark Rydell. High school newspaper. Wait, what? 
I wrote a review of that movie for my high school newspaper. I totally Can remember you read that. it to us now? Mm-hmm. Uh, number four was an officer and a gentleman. Ding, 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 ding. I went to go see E.T. when it came out at the movie theater, and The Wall, class of 1984, and Officer and Gentleman were also playing in the theater. And I went into the theater, and it starts, and it opens up with this guy naked in bed with two women. I'm like, this isn't E.T. <laughs> if I walked into Officer and Gentleman. Uh, number five was Porky's movie. Porky's. I probably saw five times in a movie theater. Wow. Number six. Number six was Star Wars. Isn't that what? amazing? Oh, so they re-released it? I guess so. I don't know, Gwen. I think this scene is pretty great. <laughs> well, it's just kind of terrible how he's trying to manipulate this girl into going all the way for nationalism, I guess. Oh, no, no. I, I get why I'm supposed to not like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's not as bad as uh, Michael's solo coming up, so enjoy it while you can. I think his song is the worst. That's going to be the bathroom break for everybody. <laughs> All right, Scott, do you remember when you went into E.T. in the theater? Did you have any idea of what it was? Because I watched it, I, I watched it, like, first weekend, I think. Yeah. And I, like, I did not know, like, was it a horror movie? Like, you came in, like, and it was all the, like, these guys searching for E.T. in the woods or something. Like, right. what happened well, in the end? It was, like, crying and laughing and loving it so much. Right. Well, they wouldn't, they wouldn't show you what E.T. looked like. That was the thing. They were right. very coy about it. And there was that one preview that you would see on sneak previews and all you would see is the finger mm-hmm. the two fingers go around the, right. so and scary. that was all that they would show you but yeah like some people like my wife wouldn't watch it for years because she thought it was a horror movie and it terrified her as a kid look how great stephanie is am i right pretty good she's the best Girl, she's, got, like- she's got moxie she can change a tire. Uh-oh. Where's his shirt? Look at this guy. <laughs> Scott, Road Warrior came out in May of 82 here in the States. Ah. It was a big year. 50 cents? For little Scott. Ah, <laughs> uh, green stamps. Green stamps. Oh, I thought he was leaving. I thought he was negging her. He's Clark Kent. Nobody can tell what he is because he's wearing the glasses. Mm. So they had a stunt rider do this ride with her, uh-huh. and he, he said Michelle Pfeiffer was really nice. Oh, yeah? Ooh. Well, because I guess it would be pretty dangerous. <laughs> yeah, but they let her do it? Yeah, well, just that I mean, t- you got to see her, but, you know, you're not going to trust that 
to some guy who doesn't really even know how to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> I see your point. Well, look at that. It's like the Outsiders. It's like Purple Rain. Just take that goggles off at this point. What the hell? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. This is working. He's not going to mess anything up now. No, it's okay. Hold on. That's what's making me shiver. Or zip up your coat, maybe. Eh? That was a, that was a golden pond. <laughs> Is it a coincidence that On Golden Pond was directed by Mark Rydell and these two? Ah, go to Rydell High School. That's a conspiracy theory I'd like mm -hmm. to ponder. <laughs> if he had just kept those things on. For his entire career, he could have been the new Tom Cruise. He would have been a star. He said after this movie, he couldn't get any work at all. Like, it was such a big bomb, like, for 10 years. He like, had to apologize for it. Or <laughs> she went right into, when was Scarface? Scarface was 83. Right yeah. yeah. She started doing that five months after this. So she rebounded. She was And yet they let Alan Carr just roam the... Roam the streets freely. Like he's not a cinematic criminal. Yeah. So the number seven most uh, uh, highest grossing film of 82 was Star Trek II Wrath of Khan. Mm. No surprise. Number eight, Poltergeist. No surprise. But number Great nine movie. is shocking to me. Hmm. Number nine was Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> that was a total bomb. Totally. It was a bomb, but uh, it's not a bad movie. No. But, I mean, it's a pretty good movie. But the number oh, nine right. highest grossing movie? Uh, yeah, movie? I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always felt like it didn't make any money either. That doesn't make any sense to me. The Dolly Parton, Burt Reynolds movie? Yes, the, movie? the cheerful Dolly Parton, Burt Reynolds mm -hmm. movie about the about sex work. A cheerful, a cheerful Family defense film. of Hi. sex work. It's a good movie. The best is the musical scene with, uh, what's his name? Derning, Charles Derning. Mm. Anytime Charles Derning sings or dances in a movie, it's good time. Oh my God, it is, it is a showstopper. <laughs> you shut up. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> mm. Why don't you ever get jealous like that over me, Johnny? Because I ain't jealous. Why don't you just stay out of my life then, huh, Johnny? I'm out! I catch you with that punk one more time, I'll rearrange his face. He's a dead man, you know what I'm saying? D-E-D. -E Look, I think you better decide once and for all just who belongs to who around here. Oh, well, are you making a scene? Because I'm getting all mixed up and I don't like how that feels one little bit. You know, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> it is a feminist movie. See? You know, you, you got it. I think. I mean, it's probably no coincidence. Probably no shock to anybody that I'm getting major West Side Story vibes with this movie, right? Was Greece intended as a a way to capitalize on West Side Story? I don't 
think it was written by these two guys who went to Taft who just like wanted to immortalize their um, their high school career. I don't think there was any crossover. What year did that original production come out? It was early 70s at um, at um, uh, one of those bars in Lincoln Park that's like a blues bar now, like King, Kingston Mines. Huh. I swear to God, that's where Grease originated. Really? This is what I'm talking about. This is their... This is better than Grease Lightning to me. Wow, Grease was originally originally done in 1971. <laughs> That's pretty close. <laughs> got Jerry to cover this. Okay. <laughs> Challenge accepted. What year was Pennies from Heaven, Ben? Was that this year, too? I think that was later. Hang on. It's probably 81. Oh, oh, oh I, thought you were ta- I thought you were asking me if it was 71, like the original Grease. Pennies from Heaven, the film... Yes was 81 but the the miniseries the British miniseries was earlier oh that's right it was it was a Dennis Potter the guy that did Singing Detective right yes yes that was in 78 I love them all they love me What do you think about movie musicals that use like stage productions within the world I like of it. film? To, you do? I, I, uh, yes, I, I, I like that. In, in this instance, very yeah, much. In this instance? Oh, you do? I mean, it does seem a little extreme for a high school talent show, but I'll allow it because it's awesome. <laughs> Gabe, we haven't heard much from you. Uh, no, I'm. I'm fascinated. He's wrapped up in the movie. Shh, quite. Connie Stevens is back. Miss Zanoni, I would like to see you about your Shakespeare essay. She wants to see her about her Shakespeare. What were you saying, kid? You're fascinated? I'm remembering how good this movie is. Oh. Uh-huh. And it's making for great radio. Oh no, it's coming. Oh god. Gabe, come on, your your interest is gonna wane in a second. Yes, this is where you go to the bathroom break and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Intermission or whatever you want to call it. How many t- Gabe, how many times have, did you see Grease Two back in the day, do you think? Tony's uh, not wearing the sweater anymore. Uh, is he starting seen this? <clears throat> Probably 30 times, maybe. Look at that. Come on. Put that picture on my wall. 
<laughs> well, he's not wearing the sweater anymore. He's starting to. Yeah. Oh, this right. is going to Well, there's the sweaters back. Love it. Looks like Goodfellas. <laughs> you saw this movie 30 times, Gabe? Roughly, who knows? You know, you and how it. many times have you seen Citizen Kane? <laughs> never. Mm. What? Dude. Never mind that. He says he's never seen Grease all the way through. No, i never seen Grease all the way through. I, didn't, I don't know how this compares to Grease because I never really... I don't have a reference. This right here is a better connection than Danny and Sandy ever had. I think this is the restaurant from Goodfellas. Right. It could be. And then the crazy thing is, is that I've seen him twice now. And both times could be the diner from Diner. I don't even know who he is. Mr. Right. Right. Don't you think that's kind of weird? Not weird, weird, but like exciting weird. So what's the problem then? Well, the problem is, is maybe he's just not everything I imagined. What if behind those goggles he's just like some ordinary guy? What if he is? Maybe that is a wig. <laughs> <laughs> On the guy? What if maybe we should get back to the Shakespeare estate? Stephanie. You know, and I figured out what Hamlet's big problem is. No ketchup. She talks like her character in Married to the Mob. And the thing about Grease is it never slows down long enough for an extended dialogue scene like sure. this. It just keeps moving. This yeah, thing's this got nowhere to go. Probably an anomaly, <laughs> this scene. Figured out the problem with their hamburgers. No ketchup. Right. And you know what his big problem is? No laugh. I mean, the guy's got to lighten up, right? Right. Right? No, thanks. Uh, who are we talking about now? Summer. Hamlet went totally nuts when he caught his mother doing it in the sack with his uncle. Not so great, right? Well, you seem to have the right idea. But you could have said something like... What that. is going on with all Hamlet the ketchup? That's a lot of ketchup in that burger. Looks like you're like bleeding. <laughs> like a crime scene that she's eating. Oh, God. Macy's going to flip when she reads it. Incestuous. You're a really smart guy, you know that? You must think I'm some kind of dummy, huh? Well, <laughs> get out of here. You're the terrific one. I mean, you know all this deep junk and everything. I don't understand that deep junk any better than you do, really. I just uh, seem to know a few big words in British English teachers, like our friend Miss Mason. That's all. Well, you impressed me. And I give credit to who I want, okay? To whom? To who, to whom? To you, that's whom. So learn how to take a compliment, all right? All right. It's like heat. Like Michael Mann was like watching this game <laughs> one day. Uh, with ketchup. Double ketchup. And this is the only time these two actors appeared on screen together. Right. So cute. Yeah, they're not in a trailer or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it looks just like it. That's all. Different types. What do you mean? 
He's got the, scuff, the cuffs on the pants like he's turning into this T-bird, slowly but surely. Right. He's slowly revealing himself to her. He's, uh, what's the word? Shape-shifting. Trisha's way too far out on that scene. She should have gone in. Hi. So what's this? Nerd that out. What, are you a cop? You've <laughs> picked up a lot of new friends, Zanoni. I guess the T-Birds ain't the class act no more, huh? Yeah, I guess we ain't the class act no more, huh? Goose. Yo, Johnny. You wait for me inside. Uh, Johnny, I don't want to eat alone. You go on? What do you want, Johnny? Yeah, well, I... I just wanted to let you know that I'm officially declaring us as an item officially over. Look how broken up he is. Yeah. Torn up inside. Okay, you declared it. It's over. Greece 2 is actually four minutes longer than Greece. <laughs> it is greasier. More grease. More grease. I got one more thing to say to you. That jacket you are wearing is T-Bird property. You want to leave the party? Property! Oh. <laughs> so don't damage the rep and we don't damage new friends, dig? Another pinup I want on my wall. Looks like she has a pink car. She taking those brains over your bronze? Look, I dumped her enough for the bike that got it. Right, sure, Johnny. There should probably be some local. He's wee. Needs to be some local H. Well, Grease 2 merch. I think Tom Please. Cruise was shooter, shorter than that. Oh no. Oh. What's happening? Animal House? No, worse. Ballad. Put, put Gabe in a Michelle Pfeiffer wig. <laughs> oh no, here it comes. Mm -hmm. this, yeah, this is, is the low point. Mm -hmm. The I'll nadir. Uh, What's this song called? Charades. Ah. <laughs> He's wearing a mask. See? Two sides of him. Wait, he doesn't actually... He doesn't sing this on camera? This is just a, a sing-over? At one point, he breaks into it. <laughs> I can't remember when. <laughs> this is the Sandy, right? Of the... Of the mm. Grease one. Mm -hmm. Terrible. It's his inner monologue. I want an apple for lunch and some rice. It's nice that he carries around that Barry Manilow va uh, <laughs> I was about to say that. Echo with him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> He's like 50. What the hell? <laughs> what, they let the janitors eat with the students? She has yet oh, another excellent outfit. Oh my god. Look at that. She's not doing Great pink anymore. Ah, oh, good call. Good point. Oh. oh that outfit oh could god. cut glass. What's going on here? He's missing. Right. Thank god Pamela Adlin's back. I'll be back. <laughs> no, she wasn't kidding. This is bathroom break. <laughs> she wasn't kidding. She's I'm out. I don't think it's that bad. It's I mean, very Manilow. 
Well, one of us here is a big Barry Manilow fan. Hey, I'm ready to take a chance again, but not with this song. <laughs> oh, it's still going. I love those concentric hearts, though. Dude's got some lower lip. Gabe, when you're watching this, were you... <laughs> this is the bathroom break every time. Nobody stuck around for this. No, no, no. I mean, when you were you know, watching this 30 times... Yeah. Uh, do you have hair down to your ass? Or are you wearing Iron Maiden shirts? <laughs> what's, that, what's happening? The hair was growing. I, I was turning into the metalhead. And this was helping it along? I can't explain it. What's he doing explain with it. his fingers? I demand that you explain it. <laughs> Two words. Michelle Pfeiffer. Two good words. Very good words. This song is going on a lot longer than it should. I thought it was almost done. Like when, <laughs> when, when he started singing and everyone started running away. I was like, oh, this isn't so bad, but no, it's still going, isn't it? <laughs> this song also breaks the intricately crafted mood of the late 50s, early 60s musical genre. Mm, but I submit that the, the first song sounded yeah. nothing like the 50s or 60s. You're right. I was being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> oh, there she is up there. This is the night of the talent show? Is that what this is? She changed again? Connie Stevens is hey, back. Good luck. Sorry. Well, you weren't kidding. You, you will not put up with any charade. <laughs> the worst, right? I thought it was fine because I thought it was about half as long. I thought it was going to end. And then you got up to leave. I was like, no, I guess it's going to keep going. Did it keep going? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't. Oh, going. yeah. <laughs> You just got back at the end of it. Who is that guy? No! Is this still who's that guy? Like the, suddenly, who's that guy reprise? Yeah, this movie suddenly gotten very heavy. Well, here's the problem with this movie is that at a certain point, all that intricate choreography went out the window, and so we get these really shitty looking motorcycle stunts. And it's like, what happened to poor Patricia Birch and her fucking Busby Berkeley dreams? She went over budget. I mean, did yeah, this is tur turning into Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> He's jumping the shark here. Jumping dead man's curve. Mm. Yeah, the original T Birds didn't even ride motorcycles. They didn't? No. Remember no, they, they were working like on their cars. cars. Oh, they rode, they, yeah, they rode in Grease Lightning. Yeah. Right? Frodo. Man, Sean Aston, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Sam Wise. It ain't 
mouth off, the guy don't slow up. Huh, Jenny? He's gotta be at least a hundred feet the other side. Jenny. Yeah. Yeah, what can I say? Not our fault we chased him to his death. Yeah, it's just like the bridge scene in mm -hmm. Saturday Night Fever. He probably had a pregnant girlfriend and everything. Yeah. Where is he? Look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> so I'm sorry, is this is Chicago we're looking at? <laughs> <laughs> what is it where, supposed to be? Where would he actually jump to? You made the jump. I can do that. He's somewhere down there eating maggots, Michael. What have I done? Nothing, Steph. He'll be okay. That nobody rides like him. There's nothing even down there. Come on, we gotta get out of here. You can't stay here. Come on, we're gonna be late. Look, you saw him. He jumped over a cop car at the Bolorama. And that was a really big jump. He'll show up. I know it. I just know it. Haven't these guys ever seen I Know What You Did Last Summer? This is not mm -hmm. going to end well for them. Now they got to go perform after all that? All right. That's a lot. What? That suit. <laughs> He's a little over the top. What do you think? Who the hell is that? <laughs> Lorna Lutz. She's been in this movie the whole time? She's looking hottie. Look at her. That's a wig. What are you crazy? <laughs> on Adrian's med, yeah. Come on, mm. Paula. <laughs> I told you before, you are not gonna It is actually because she dyed her hair platinum for the role and then it all broke off, so she had to wear a wig for the rest of it. Oh, boy. oh right. I've heard that. Get yourself a pair of galoshes, a snowsuit scarf, and be winter. And that. Johnny Nagarelli's final word. Yeah? Well, you want to hear my final word, Mr. Push everyone around, Nagarelli? Maybe you can bully some of the chicks in this school, but this chick has been bullied by one Johnny Nagarelli for the last time. I may not be the classiest... Tell him, Paulette. But I'm the best you're ever going to get. So take it! I don't think that guy's singing. He reminds, he reminds me of the singer in that, uh, The Illusionist, the French cartoon. Here comes Michael. Remember when Olivia Newton-John's husband was missing for a while? That guy in the middle, Matt Lazani or whatever? In real life? Yeah, I feel like he was, like he fell off a boat or something and then he like re-emerged. I'm literally just remembering this now. Nobody's... I don't remember that. No. <laughs> he was probably staying at Matt Walker's house. Thank you, <laughs> Martin Meisner. And now I have the great pleasure to introduce the T-Bones. 
T-Bone. That's what Gabe wanted to be called. Got my vote. That was pretty phallic. You know, sometimes a microphone is just a microphone. <laughs> this is a good song, too. Right, Gabe? Yes, but didn't they already sing it ten times? <laughs> they had to rehearse, you know. You can't just go out there to these amazingly elaborate costumes for a high school production. Nineteen sixty one. So we're we're gonna get the actual production of the song. Finally. Now. Whereas with the last one, they did the production earlier. Yep. Very Trying clever, Miss Birch. Spread out the, the uh, musical numbers. Mm. Hey Gwen, the missing Olivia and John boyfriend was a different guy, Patrick. Oh, okay. Did he ever turn up or no? Uh, no. <laughs> Who saw toe shoes coming into this? Anyone? What? They don't. These are some freaky Aww. costumes. What's with the applause? I don't very elaborate. It was the late 70s, early 80s game. People used to get applause for just kicking their feet up. Here comes more applause. So if I'm sitting at a high school production and these costumes come out, I'm going to applaud. Totally. I'm applauding from here. <laughs> oh, I see. I, yeah, now I remember. You're going through the year. <laughs> You're getting that now? We're, at, we're yeah, in, yeah, we're just in got winter. It. Just got it. You... Each of them is a month. Oh, I this remember is them the talking costume. about it earlier. This is this is the Halloween costume, Michelle Pfeiffer Christmas tree. No, you should be that quarter. Uh, here we go. Dream sequence. If she doesn't get a bucket of pig blood dumped on her skin, <laughs> I'm walking out of this thing. No wonder she got cast in Scarface. Right? They're like, sold. William Cat would have been great in this movie. <laughs> I miss William Cat. I'm on the fence on this song, though. Really? I... So, like, outlandish. 
sounds like what? You'll see, it's gonna go totally bonkers in a second. <laughs> this is Road Warrior. It's because of him. Anytime he sings. Anytime he sings, he brings the brings it to a screeching halt. I think you're right there. This Sarah. is a screeching halt. This is bananas. <laughs> Love will turn back oh, the hands man. of time. I remember this. This is not. This is not gonna. Point. What? Oh no! <laughs> Can't stop the music. Yeah, all he needs is a sawed-off shotgun, and he's good to go. This scene makes no sense. <laughs> is she on mushrooms? Or what's happening here? Oh, it's get worse. Clear. She's on PCP. Just when I found her, I lost you. That doesn't matter now. The only thing that matters is that I love you. Hello. Blimey. Even though I'm not really dead. Oh, that's right. She thinks he's dead. Right. He's not dead. He just went and joined the village people. <laughs> and went to a really, like, silver dumpster with old motorcycle parts. Oh, she's so happy! Yay! No. <laughs> Patricia, we're rooting for you, but this is, this is bad. You think she's okay. going to be mad at him for letting her believe that. She's singing it in real life, too. You think she's going to be mad at him for letting her believe that he was dead in that little dream that she had? I can't wait to find out. You ever oh, that happen? She's so sad. Oh, sad. She improvised that whole song as part of the talent show. I know, and had backup music. I mean, what are the odds of that? And it's standing out. It's a musical. That's what happens in a musical. Did you say Sandy O? Standing O. Oh, Standing O. I mean, uh, you guys don't do drugs, but you should watch this on acid. <laughs> Who doesn't do drugs? The Luau is like the amusement park in the first movie. Okay. We're reaching the finale, so you know it's imminent. Another Zoom. 
Now she's gonna lock all the doors with her mind. Uh-oh. This is giving me hives. Uh, <laughs> this scene makes me uncomfortable, Gwen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my high school never had anything that's elaborate. No carnivals, no luau's. Wait, I love this at the end, like how Stephanie's so not into it. She's like, what the hell ever. Right. Get out of here. She's doing some serious gum chewing. Like a Hawaiian thing or something? In high school? Yeah. There might have been something. I, I didn't go to it, though. Well, no shit, but you probably <laughs> were aware of it, right? They had some kind of luau at the end of the year. Was that what it was, or was it just Hawaiian day and you could wear Hawaiian shorts? Maybe both. Yeah, I find this way more offensive than the underage sex in the bunker. Yeah, this is like insensitive cultural appropriation. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Is that Sid Caesar on that bike? Holy Jesus. Oh, good for you, Sid. Look, they put Tab Hunter in the pool, Tommy Stevens. Look at this choreography. I know. It's like the end of Sgt. Pepper, another movie musical we oh, haven't talked which about. she also choreographed. This wow. lady was like 200 people? Gimme. Like, I can I can arrange them all. Completely fearless. All of a sudden, it's night. Yep. And they're singing the same song. It's some fun luau. That's it's what like happens a when like a you drum do circle. acid. In the words of our very own President Kennedy, Think not? Did she? What? Why is the pool on fire? So is Connie Stevens sweet for Tab? Well, again, she's only human. Well, I don't think she's got all the information. <laughs> this scene reminded me of King Kong in the movie. In the 70s. <laughs> do you remember, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, do I? Stephanie's so sad. But once again, this this scene is still more offensive than that scene in King Kong. Even that scene from King Kong 1933, this I find more offensive. I mean, I do I do think this is the best part of Michelle Pfeiffer's performance. She's very funny at the end here, how mad she is. This is like Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Someone's going to come <laughs> oh, out with no. a flamethrower. <laughs> it's like the end of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, here we go. Ben, you've seen this before. This freaking guy again. He really is terrifying. He does have a terrifying pockmarked face. Would they say he was a rat face? He kind of does have a rat face. Aww. He's no redhead kid from Christmas Story, but he's close. 
It's like the climax of Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> so the dudes are falling apart, the chicks not falling apart at all. Am I the only one getting goosebumps here? It's alive! <laughs> she's got a look on her face that it's like she thinks she's seeing a ghost. That's acting, my friend. That's pretty good acting. Oh, for oh. sure. For sure. Yeah. Over the pool. And this is Fonzie, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Nobody where did they go all of a sudden? Yeah, where the, the yeah, way. the float was in there. How did they get out? And that killed him just by going in the pool. Not the twins! Oh, no. I love how the whole fight, like, just goes by the wayside. All the grown-ups are like, oh, it's our friend. Poor Mr. Spears. Look at this. Oh, those were. That's <laughs> <laughs> what's going on. Bonnie <laughs> looks great. They both look great. They're just a better couple. Shakespeare. I don't know, man. Okay, John Travolta, one of the most charismatic stars of all time. And it... Olivia Newton-John. She's outmatched. He's not lending full support in that fight. You guys, what happened to the whole bad biker gang? Like, they just disappeared. <laughs> they fell in the pool. They, uh, Didi Khan uh, <laughs> like led them like the Pied Piper out of Hamlin. Wait a second. Have we had enough of this? She's got a point, Johnny. Hey, Davey's got a point, Johnny. Hey, Lou's got a point about Davey's point. Shut up, all of you! I got a point to make, too! This is it. Jacket. This was Zemed. Zemed was like, this scene's going to nab me something. Some kind of an award. <laughs> Jacket. Jacket. So if he's a T-bird, then that solves the code problem. Then uh, we're that all back around. Interesting in writing. And he can get the grease hair going. Just in time. Enjoy the rest of senior year. So he ends up having to change for her? Gwen, why is this okay? Can you explain to us why it's okay the man has to change? Um, as, as I said in USA Today, Okay. I like it because it's female forward and the woman is in charge and the guy is changing. Because there were too many movies like that where the woman has to change her whole self to get Name the one. Uh, Grease. Name two. Pretty woman. Come on. Totally. Pretty woman, she changes? Oh, yeah. She I would to... posit that uh, 
Richard Gere changes. Now, look at mm-hmm. movies like My Fair Lady. I mean, the woman doesn't All change in that. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? She changes completely. <laughs> like, that's what makes this so much better. She's like, she works in a, a garage. She doesn't cave to anybody. And this is really sweet, too. Uh, okay, maybe. <laughs> I like yanking your chain. What about the king and I? Who's chain? Who changes in the king and I? Apparently, they did not get along on set, which is probably why they have such good screen chemistry. He said they got along infamously, and she thought he was like really into himself. Which I guess, if you're that good looking, you might be. You know. I don't, I, I, I still don't see this chemistry that you speak of. Huh? What song is this supposed to be like? Uh, instead of we go together, this is we belong together. I mean, it's not a stretch at all. What killed me? This is the Pat Benatar song? No, the we go together song in um, Greece, the ending. What kills you? That uh, Rick Springfield tried out for this part. Who was actually Australian. And who could act and sing. So I feel yes. like he would have been, been great. It would have been great. Australian? It would have been a hit. He's from Australia. I didn't know that. And Andy Gibb. But Andy Gibb failed the acting part. Which... Yeah, you know. doesn't surprise anybody. Not a. That was not a strong like, suit. But the acting in this movie is not like the bar is pretty low. This guy is kind—he's of, kind of like the Carrie Elways of this movie. Mm-hmm. I could see that. She should have had a bigger career, I think. He did okay. Or not so much. Was she in Flash Gordon? I don't know. I only know fame. What's her name? Maureen Teepy. Mm, maybe not. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Alright, so I feel like I failed to convince everyone of the greatness of Greece too. No, uh, I, 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 I don't. Uh, I mean, there's certainly a you had to be there type of quality to a movie like this. Hey, you know what? You know what movie Maureen Teefy was in? Hmm. 1941. Oh uh, wow, crazy! But what happened to Eddie? That's what they Let's just get a bunch of people who were in this one of the most notorious flops of the last five years and put them in this movie. Where's Frenchie? You're Frenchie. Mm-hmm. I mean, they thought this was going to be a big deal. There was a plan for like two more movies after this. And then it all died. And, and it still made like $4 million. Like it was budgeted for eleven and it made like fifteen, but that like wasn't enough for um oh leather pants. I get it. 
Right. Um, and so it just kind of killed the, the Grease franchise. Vocal by the Four Tops. It was the Four Tops. Wow. Marty? Oh, charades. Don't credit for charades. Wow, cool writer and reproduction written by the same guy. Gotta look him up. Hope he had a good career. I love it. I haven't seen it in forever, you guys. So thank you so much for <laughs> watching this again with me. Really? When was the last time you watched it? That's a good question. I just have this image of you watching it every month, at least. I might have watched it in advance, yeah, like one of those stories. <laughs> right. That I had to write about it. I'm sorry, Gabe. What were you gonna say? They had Did a you... picture of her from the the ladder <laughs> in the yearbook. That's like. Well, we appreciate you being on this episode because you know, like I said, you're you're the main reason, and you're one of the main champions of the reassessment of Gabe's favorite movie. Did you say <laughs> Trumpians? What did I say? Champion. Oh, champion. champions. So, Gabe, your love for this movie is just that, like like me. Like, you grew up with it. It's nostalgic. It's familiar. It's fuzzy. And it's, it's comforting. I don't know. I, I totally jazz watching this movie. I don't think it's that simple for Gabe. I think there's something murkier, murkier. at play. Uh, no. There's something, you know. Greasier. Grease. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be the title of this episode? <laughs> Grease here? Yeah. <laughs> Lee Hazelwood? Wow, what that's the fuck? crazy. What the? What song was the Lee Hazelwood one? I don't some, remember. Uh, some kind of like gang Rebels Walk or something like that. Lorna Luft. Leaf Green. Some dude's name was Leaf Green. That was uh, that isn't Sean a punk a- that's, rock that's name. That's Sean Astin. Vernon Scott. Vernon wasn't Vernon Scott in Road Warrior. Told you. Yeah, there's so much that comes back. I mean, I still, I mean, I could have recited all the dialogue. I know I did a couple of times, but I could have been the whole thing. Yeah, we were hoping for the entire <laughs> thing. Interpretation. Yeah. Hold on. It's Connie Stevens. One more time. Uh, how even old? I was just wondering. How old was she in this movie? The, I don't know, but a few years later, she was in uh, Back to the Beach, which is a terrific mm. movie. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Grease 2 is a trademark of Paramount Pictures Productions. Wow. And they bragged about it even. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Classic. Gabe and I are not alone in this. People like this movie now. No, we'll, we'll Much see. Much better than they did in eight, 40 years ago. We'll see the comments. and Well, that was Grease 2. All right. All right. What was everybody's favorite song? Cool Rider. Cool Rider. Well, I mean, is it because of the song or is it because of the 
the charisma of the, the step ladder. Charisma, yeah. I can't separate the two. No. Um, I think Prowler has a certain yes charm. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Oh man. Reproduction. Who's, Who's that guy's up there? But I, I want to watch Grease the original now to see if I can appreciate Grease two more. Fair. You should do. You should do that. You should watch it, and then then we'll see what you think next week. Now it's in your mindset. I like reproduction a lot more than I remember. That is just such a freaking fun song, and it's so like true. And like the guys and the girls are kind of making fun of each other, and I don't know, freaking love it. The worst, I think, the problem is the worst song is the first one, the back to school thing, and it's a, it's not a good. It's not good. Yeah, it's not a good foot to 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 start out on. Nothing right. is worse than charades. That can't be <laughs> true. Charades is down here. Maybe back to school is down here. I yeah, but the movie doesn't charades. open with charades. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. No, I, I, I wish we could have stopped talking about it a long time ago because it's that bad. You don't want to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured out what the final song is going to be. Wait a minute. <laughs> Gabe, have you have you changed your mind now about Grease 2? Uh, I don't know. Who's that guy? Is always something that gets in my head. And uh, What's the one you said you wake up always? to? Which one did I say I woke up to? Uh, I don't remember now. I think it was the bowling alley song. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's bowl tonight. Bowl- I mean, come on. Let's. It gets stuck <laughs> in my head. You'll have a dream about it. It'll wake up, and all of a sudden, I'm thinking I'm. <laughs> You're bowling. dreaming about the bowling scene in Greece too. <laughs> Quinn, you've got nothing on this guy. <laughs> I know. How do I dare you call myself a fan? Gabe, you need to write a think piece for USA. How come come USA Today isn't knocking down his door?
Inside me, you're 